The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to Neo Reality Collective Reviews, and now we finally delve deep into the House of the Dragons. Oh boy, House of the Dragon, the big Game of Thrones spin-off series, after multiple spin-off series were planned, but uh, only one has so far survived the uh, transition to becoming something more. So, yeah, House of the Dragon has been this spin-off series that's been in development for some time, and people have been hyped up for it, along with all the other stuff they were working on. House of the Dragons will detail the fall of House Targaryen in the Dance of Dragons Civil War because a woman took the throne. Therefore, there's, therefore we must start a f- fight. And George R. R. Martin specifically said this happened in history, called the Anarchy in UK history. <sighs> Don't you just hate society that that they could start a bloody war of succession because oh well a woman's taking the throne we can't have that. So yeah, this had a very big special. It was 66 minutes long. It crashed the entire HBO Max streaming platform because they decided to do a simultaneous release. HBO would air it and HBO Max would release it at the same time. And yeah, this is the beginning of the end of the House of the Heirs of the Dragon. So all that has been going on and we are finally at the precipice after multiple years of development after the end of the Game of Thrones series, which, if you now looked at it from the House of Dragon perspective, is now it's like, hmm, you know, they could easily just retcon parts of the last season and say it was part of the vision they thought they had and they are trying to change history. But nah, I don't think they would do that. Like, I'm pretty sure they'll commit to the ending they get, they made for it, even if George R. R. Martin said he wished the show lasted ten seasons, and they could have went with his stuff that he had in mind. But sadly, they didn't, and, um... Yeah. Um, that did not end well for anybody. So yeah. Fire will reign in the House of the Dragon. As the House Targaryen will begin the end, the beginning of the end for its decline, leading up to the War of Succession, known as the Dance of Dragons, and Matt Smith is Prince Damian Targaryen, which is um, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be uh, uh, not the sign he's an antagonist. Uh, this is based off of his portions of the book Fire and Blood, which is where House of the Dragons was based off on. On and it's not being handled by the creators of the Game of Thrones series. Is instead focusing on. It's instead direct handled by Ryan Condal and George R. R. Martin, with uh, various writers that do not relate to the original writers from the Game of Thrones series. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. And, yeah, like I said, George R. R. Martin said that this is actually based, that the history of the House of Dragons storyline is that it's based off of a real-world event that happened in history called the Anarchy in the UK, which involved kind of a similar thing going on. So, yeah, it, it's, it, it's telling of how history has influence George R. Martin's world and how history will be told throughout the story. And it's very interesting, especially when they decide to go ahead with a route that there might be some differences from the book because the book treats it like a history book, but history is written by the victors and we don't know the real story and all that. So that's, so it's like, they're trying to use that as a way to create some liberties. Like, they're still saying that there's still a point A to point B moment here for that. Like, certain events do happen from the book. But they did say that it could be different on how you get there. And when this show premiered last uh, on August 21st, HBO Max's site crashed. Not kidding. The whole streaming service crashed and... There was technical difficulties for a lot of users who tuned in to watch this, this seminal moment in television, showing that even with the ending of Game of Thrones, it's still iconic to a lot of people. Plus, this is not involving the, the, the original creators of the show, so this is clearly a second outing for them. But, live, drink, and be married, and wine with beautiful busters around, we will dive right into the first episode of House of the Dragon, a Game of Thrones spinoff story, with the title, The Heirs of the Dragon. And all the hijinks that will no doubt ensue from this. See you in a bit. We're back, everyone. Let's cap this off with the review for House of the Dragons... And it's premiere episode, The Heir of, Drag of the Dragon. I keep calling it with plural. I don't know why it's a habit, I think. I think it's because it's called House of the Dragon. I keep thinking there's a plural in it. No idea why. So, yeah. This, this is a very rich, deeply mythological plot point and everything. Involving the House Targaryen and the Ailing King. And there's this great council involved. And, yeah, they really, really go with someone else that's a Targaryen instead of, well, the obvious route they could have went with, with the queen that never was. Yeah, I like how they go ahead and have, there are people who defend that, oh, we should have her be the be on the Iron Throne. Oh, and they don't go with the, and this takes place 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen takes over and destroys everything. So, hijinks ensue. 
one of the big things I did want to compliment is that how, despite the more smaller budget compared to the last seasons of Game of Thrones, they explained that the reason why they felt like they could work more of a small budget is because, well, they have a lot of familiarity with the with the universe. They could cut corners in ways that could that could stop expenditures being so high, but still maintain the quality and visuals aesthetic that they get for Kingdom of Thrones for House of Dragon for the House of the Dragon. Oh, and there's more dragons with it involved in this series than we, we got in Game of Thrones. And they're not burning down King's Landing and making us regret everything about the show. Ah, politics. I love how... What's the word I'm looking for? I, I'm loving the characters involved in the series. It's so far the first episode, and I feel, and it was good to see more of the of House Targaryens than what we got with Daenerys and, well, the uh, Targaryen madness that ended the series. Yeah. Oh, and I also get very weirded out when I see sex scenes. So, um, yeah, I just don't know why it just creeps. It just makes me feel it's just weird to me. But okay. But, yeah. After, so, it's nine years into the reign of King Varys, the first Targaryen's reign, nine years later, and his wife is pregnant with what he will be certain is a son after the first one was a boy, as a, was a girl. So, you know, um, disappointment around. I'm sure that's not going to end tragically that we'll start this whole series off, because that doesn't, because everything doesn't go smoothly. So, <laughs> yeah. So, the visuals, oh my god, the visuals were beautiful in this. Like, I could tell, like, I like, like, it's still this brutally dark, realistic, dark world of the medieval era, but its visuals are so good. Like, the camera work is so good for it, and the dragons... It feels like I can really see them. Not like, like, I know it's CGI and everything, but like, it does feel like the dragon is actually there. And the fact that there's this sense of familiarity in the city that, oh, it's a dragon, it's the Targaryens, that we're kind of used to them at this point. It, it just, I don't know why. It just makes me think, yeah, this. This, this this is just normal for them in this day and age during the reign of the Targaryen before everything went to hell. And Matt Smith, oh, he he is he he fits the part of the bastard attitude that you get from a Targaryen. And Princess Rena, I'm pretty sure I butchered that. The Firstborn, she is going to become the new queen and will sit on the Iron Throne until someone gets pissed off about it because a woman sat on the Iron Throne. Especially since they go with that whole the queen that never was. So, yeah. Oh, and the wife of King Varys? Yeah, 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 it's expected. Hijinks ensue, she dies. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. We also get the obviously handsome handsome lowborn knight who beats Damien. So, um, I'm pretty sure he's not going to factor into anything real clearly. But during the labor process to give birth to the next heir, um, 
yeah, the wife the wife dies and the child dies after. And yeah. While at Brothel, Damien toasted Balin and styling him as the heir for a day. And King Venerys is kinda pissed that they did that, that he did that. And says that he has a new heir in mind and tells her Argon the first, um, Dreamed of a threat Westeros can defeat if a Targaryen sits on the Iron Throne. Oh, oh, you poor fool. Yeah, you see, this is the thing I wanted to bring up when I watched this episode. It's an hour and 60 minutes because there's an extra bonus content going on the behind-the-scenes stuff. They said they wanted to connect it with the first, or the original series, to just say, yeah, but, like, I kind of guy part of the Game of Thrones universe, but okay. The thing about that connected thread where he dreamed of a threat to Westeros that can only be ended if a Targaryen sits on the Iron Throne. It made me, like, think for a second, okay, I don't know why, but I keep thinking, like, George R. R. Martin and the others are secretly trying to retcon part of the last season of Game of Thrones into trying to, you know, like, say, like, that last part of the season where... The, the White Walkers come and, you know, all hell breaks loose and then ends in the next episode and then Targaryen loses her mind. I keep thinking, like, they're trying to somewhat... I'm pretty sure they're not, but I'm just guessing that they're trying to retcon part of it, saying, like, oh, it's part... It's the dream vision. It was actually a vision from the past that they're seeing from the future from their perspective. But, yeah... Considering how Game of Thrones season, the last season ended, and how people to this day are still mad about it, um, I wouldn't be surprised if if they did consider using using that the prophetic dream was the thing that was the what we saw, not the actual events taking place, and that Daenerys still wins and doesn't go crazy, like out of nowhere. We'll have to see one day, but um, while it's, while, and I love the political thrill. I, I like this is the thing I like about the Game of Thrones stuff. Like whereas the ticking clock is no longer there because well, it's not. It's more focusing on the political ramifications, the political intrigue. I love that's the thing I loved most about Game of Thrones when I was watching it was all the conspiracies, the political intrigue, the various parties all vying for power, trying to gobble as much as they can before all hell breaks loose. And to see the Targaryens at this is the end game, like the moment they put Rhaenyra as the heir to the throne, it was you you had that vibe going, yeah, this is the end to an era because they can't imagine a woman on the throne. Because history was just that stupid. And like I said, they, they do hit... And George R. R. Martin says that, yeah, history does point that out. Like, yeah, history, there was wars over the fact that there was a woman take that was set to take the throne and all that insanity. And it made me learn more about the past of history and wishing we never repeat this again because that is just beyond freaking stupid when you think about it. That you start a multi-decade war of succession because woman. 
or as a certain act man like to say, eh, how they would start a fight over women. I'm here to protect women. No one disrespects women when I'm around. So, yeah. Also, I have not read the books. Let me be clear on that. I have not read the books because I felt like if I read the books when I'm watching the shows, I would be starting to get this whole, well, what, what, wait, why did they do this? This is not accurate to the source material, and I don't want to risk going into that rabbit hole of insanity. But everything else about this, like, some people point, some people were spoiling some of the books in order to, you know, uh, show where they know where it's going to go, even though they even, the creators even said that they plan to take some liberties with the whole textbook history vibe they got from the book and try and revise it like we still get point A to point B, but the events that lead into it might be very different from what happened in the book because history is written by the victors and history is filled with liars. Yeah. And the Westeros lords go ahead and pledge their swear loyalty to Rhaenyra as Daemon and his lover go ahead and leave atop his dragon, preparing to start civil war, the Dance of Dragons. And they even describe the show being as Secession with but with dragons, which I watched Succession, um... Yeah, I think you should be refer referring to it as Secession with more violence, gore, and blood. And dragons. But, yeah... To get this introduction of the setting taking place in the past and of the game before the Game of Thrones events happened and the characters, I loved every one of them. I, I'm curious to see how this goes. I'm curious to see how the young queen, young princess queen to be, he is gonna survive as the new heir with the death of the child, and yeah. Damon has plans, an overly ambitious, very dark, very brutal man who reigns terror as the head of the guard of the city watch. Oh, man. That, I, I'm sure that's, that, that's going to end badly. Oh, the Dance of Dragons. I'm looking forward to that. This is a 10-episode season. I don't, they said they might make us this show an anthology about the Targaryen house, but... I feel like they might change things up to... I, I don't know if they're going to do that. But I, I am going to be certain that that maybe they might make two seasons focusing on the Dance of Dragons at best. And then we'll probably focus on House Targaryen's reign up how they got to the throne at first. And then we'll see other aspects of their history. And there's even is a report that they might bring back, they might make a Jon Snow series, so that, that's going to be probably awesome with it in the post-Game of Thrones world, and people are suspecting that, oh, could they bring Emily Clark back to bring it back Daenerys, Targaryen, and fix what they broke? Well, we won't know for a long while, so we'll have to see. So the episode, the series is on a strong start in my eyes. I love the aesthetics, the setting, the cinematography, the, the, the tragedy we get with this. Um, I also turn away from the icky parts. Uh, yeah, I'm just never going to be used to that, probably. And I'm, I'm liking how this is a 10-episode series. That means they can make it as compact and tell the story they can within a 10-episode frame instead of 
instead of 12 to 16 episodes that they could have done. I'm like, at the end of the... I'm surprised they wanted to go with this being a full-on series instead of just make this a limited series. I'm kind of amazed they didn't think about doing just making a limited series with the potential to make more seasons if the first season works out so well. But we'll have to see. And, and I love the music. I love how you, you get that Game of Thrones music, but mix it with the Targaryen themes they put in. It's kind of cool. It's pretty cool to hear this song again. So, yeah. I am curious. Did they use stagecraft for this? Like, Disney's been using it a lot. So, was I, I was curious to know if they were going to ever bring stagecraft to, you know, help make things a lot crazier for them. Um, from what I've gathered so far, I haven't heard anything about that, but I'll be interested to see if they do it. And <laughs> oh man, George R. R. Martin says he will never cameo in the House of the Dragon once he finishes his book. So probably never. Uh, so yeah, don't be surprised by that. So yeah, my review is: I was thinking about making a full-on hour-long video podcast about this, but I felt like after two straight episodes of podcasting for hour-long videos I've made, especially when I did the review on the Riddler, I thought eh, I'll make, I'll try and make for a more condensed version where I just give my thoughts on the aesthetics and skim through certain elements, so you can still be a little surprised by things. But yeah. I'm still not a master of trying to tell a review story without actually spoiling stuff, so sorry on that front. But yeah, House of the Dragon, Heirs of the Dragon, and looks pretty damn good, and I'm excited to see where they take this. And Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen, oh, he, he is going, he's gonna raise hell. He's gonna raise hell. And I'm hoping they do it so well, this show so well, that you just don't want to see the Targaryen house fall, even though you know it is going to fall. I'm hoping they make it so well that you, that you want it to go a different way. You want to stop the inevitable from happening, but you know it's going to happen and you can't do anything about it. That it has to go to this certain point, and yeah, just hate that. It's like the Clone Wars series. You know where everything's going to go, but then you like have that like you're so connected with these characters you think I don't want them to go that route though. I want them to break the timeline. And I think that tells you how well you can go well with the uh, succeeding of a prequel series, I feel like, where you want these characters to make it past to to break the timeline essentially. But we'll have to see where if House of the Dragon will get to that point. If we can get to that to that fees with only ten episodes next to the Clone Wars is over hundred episode. We'll have to see. I'm looking forward to to the next episode and HBO Max Crash. I think I I think that should tell you everyone else is excited for it. We'll have to see. Anyways, this was New Reality Collective, pop culture news and reviews talk. Feel free to check out my other content. Be sure to be, support the show. Stay tuned for this last ad break and outro, and we'll see you all again next time. Take care.
sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels, such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.